0: Today's business highlight is the Balance Box. The Balance Box is a spiritual wellness subscription box created to help individuals deal with daily life stressors. Curated with seven designs in mind, this box is your 30 day box back to a better you. In everything you do, balance is key. Allow the Balance Box to help you get there. Launching fall 2022. Have a business and want to be featured? Reach out to Shay at With Love Shay, the podcast on all social media platforms, and your business could be featured on our next episode. Yes, perfect. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to With Love Shay. We are on episode four, and today it is all about relationships platonic, romantic, corporate, school. We want everybody to know that relationships have their ups, their downs, but we're not bitter. We're just hurt. And I have a special guest with me, Imani Lane, and we're going to talk about it. Hi, Imani. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Let's get started. But before we do, for all the new listeners, tell them a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, As you already said, my name is Imani Lane. I own a business called Black Girl Blessed. I make handmade earrings and paint boxes and um, stuff like that. Um, I am getting married in September. Oh, to such an amazing partner. He's the best. Um, that, got that going on. I'm a nanny. I'm from the DMV area. I used to be a teacher, uh, I'm an
0: artist. Mm-hmm. All around busy mama. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we just want to jump right in, right? Because a lot of times you hear the term bitter. And while there may be some truth to that, we know that a lot of times it's just a misconception, right? Mm -hmm. So when you hear the word bitter as it relates to relationships, what does that mean to you?
1: Um, I feel like when I hear bitter, I hear that someone is angry and kind of like holding that anger um, and um, exhibiting that anger through action, um, or even just expressing in that, how they express themselves. Um, I think, um, just talking about like the title of the episode and comparing it to hurt, like hurt is the feelings that you feel, but bitter is like, how you discuss that pain. Like, are you speaking from a place of anger? Or are you speaking from a place of like, hey, this is what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, Holding on to that thing and like not really trying to move through it and, and heal mm-hmm. from it and um just continue to like move on as best as you know how mm-hmm. um experienced.
0: Awesome, awesome. Have you ever been labeled bitter before?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Um I've definitely had conversation about like letting go her and pain. Mm-hmm. If somebody called me bitter, they've never called me bitter. Somebody. okay,
0: that part, that's the part. like if you said it, I didn't know about it, but yeah, that term have it's always been one of those things that I'm like, really? like do you even know what I've gone through to even label me as bitter? like really? Nevertheless, do you think women internalize their hurt more than men or vice versa? Um
1: so. That's hard to say. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Women are allowed to express their emotion. Mm -hmm. Men don't usually have those outlets in those spaces. So what they're doing is they are literally internalizing and taking that stuff in and not expressing it. Whereas you hear women be more vocal and that's not the same for everybody, but you hear women be more vocal. So like Mm -hmm. he, um, he started going to therapy and started realizing like, Oh, I hold on to a lot of stuff. Like, And I deal with all of my problems and my issues in my mind um, because I don't think that space has ever been provided for him to kind of just be open and, like, feel his feelings straight out. Mm -hmm. But I grew up that way. Like, I was allowed to feel my feelings. Like, my mom would tell me it was okay to cry. Now, it depends on the moment, but I was allowed to express my my emotions Mm -hmm. um, and not be seen as soft and less than and, you know, all these other things that I feel like, we do to men that stops them from being able to explain or express themselves. Um I don't know. And then because I'm not a man, I don't know if they really let stuff go or if they just mm-hmm. act let stuff go. Whereas women we will it comes up in in, in everything. This could right. now remember. This right. happened or remember and I'm I'm feeling that hurt all over again.
0: So right. Right. That's funny that you say that, you know, growing up in a space where you're allowed to express your emotions because a lot of times, you know, that's the ideal situation for women or that's what men think like, oh, you're a woman, so you're naturally going to be expressive. For me, you know, I had military parents, so we don't really cry. I mean, you can cry, but it's almost to a sense of go ahead, get it out the way, move on to the next. So that's how I grew up, like Okay, I can't really let people see me hurt because that is a sign of weakness, right? So I always internalize as I got older, you know, I realized that's not healthy. Yeah, healthy for me, that's not healthy for the people I'm around. As a mom now, you know, I always tell my children, Cry, it's okay. You know, even with my son, you need to take a moment, go ahead and do that. But once you're done, let's hop back and figure out what we're going to do next. Yeah, so I,
1: I, that experience of like when you're done crying be done. Right. But you know here's this, here's this popular space like and I feel like it came to, it with an extent like it wasn't, I couldn't just cry about everything <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm crying because my pencil broke like get it together we're we not crying about that. Get up. Right. Um,
0: right.
1: Life goes on but when I experience like true hurt and pain like My mom was that safe space where it was like, it's okay to be like that you're hurting. It's okay. Like,
0: yeah,
1: feel those feelings, but we do have to move through those feelings. We can't just stay
0: there. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Perfect. So the next question I have is why do you feel men shut down when they have been hurt or they are hurting? You kind of touched on that a little bit, but what do you think the overall reason is? If any,
1: I feel like it's a way to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. um and just going back to my fiance um he we were talking and he was talking about how he was taught like you know you don't let people see that they hurt you like mm-hmm. you don't that that satisfaction that gratification to see like oh I did this and now you're sad I hurt you like
0: yeah
1: and I feel like a lot of men operate in that space of like Oh, I could just move on, or you're not gonna, you know, have me out here crying or mm-hmm. show you that, you know, that really got to me because, again, there's a lack of safe space for men to express their feelings and emotions. And so, with that lack of self, uh, safe space, it what else can you do? Like, the only thing you can do is pretend like nothing happened, shut down, not talk about it, get angry, like, whatever it is, where it's not like showing. I'm hurt. I'm sad. This this affected me in some way, shape, or form. It's like they're taught to just keep moving, just whatever, go past it, keep moving. Men do what they're supposed to do, and you know they're just kind of being taught to like brush those things off. Um, So a lot of times I feel like that's why you'll get men that just kind of like shut down and they're just like, oh, I don't care. And you know, you have that breakup, and it's like I'm hurt and I'm crying and right. All good and
0: he's
1: he posting it. No, that man is hurt. He is yes.
0: Hurt. Listen, I um I had a breakup like that. I'm like, wait a minute, I know I was good, right? So I'm like, I'm sitting over here like <laughs> crying and hurt, and I'm looking and he living his best life, and I'm oh. like, um, we were together, right? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Your belt spat is real strong. So yeah.
1: Instagram, there was an Instagram post where it was like showing how men deal with the breakup versus how women deal with the breakup. And it's like the woman is crying and going <laughs> like a couple weeks later, this is good. She got a haircut, a new hair color, new uh, a new outfit. She going out, she stepping out. <laughs> the guy did that first and then it hit him and then he's like, I don't want to go nowhere. I'm just, I'm just home, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, right. Funny because I feel like, again, they're taught to kind of like push past stuff and move past it. And just mm-hmm. briefs past things that you haven't processed, You that that pain is going to hit you at some point. Right. You're going to have to deal with it. We just happen to, a lot of women just happen to deal with it in the moment, like when it first happened, where you mm-hmm. kind of like get it all out. And if you're, again, if you're not doing that, then. At some point in time, it's going to come out. It's
0: going to come out. That's right. It is. It is. So that brings us to my next question. And well, technically, it kind of falls into what we were just talking about. But what is the double standard on cheating? Like, why do you feel like there's a double standard? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? Hey, <laughs>
1: okay. So I don't remember who I was talking to and maybe my mom or I don't know. But... um. It is the, it, I think it was my mom. Um, the fact that, choose my words. <laughs>
0: right, okay.
1: And <laughs> look, our audience is split 50-50. <laughs> so, look, don't make us lose any male followers. <laughs> no, 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 I think it has a lot to do with the fact that men enter and women have to be enters. Um, also, women are very emotional, so when they go and she, a lot of times, there's an emotional connection that led them there. A lot of times men are more physical, so they are going off of she looked good, this feels good, she, you know, struck my ego, now I'm here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that having, creating an emotional bond with somebody and then sleeping with them, I don't, cheating is bad all around. First. like you could kind have of like created a relationship as opposed to like i'm just having sex essentially um yes. now sex is a as a spiritual thing in, in and of itself um, yes. but again when you're adding in that emotional connection you're talking you're getting to know each other you're combining your spirits and all the other stuff it's a it's a little bit different now i'm not saying that men don't do that because there are men who talk and text and get to know and pour out their heart and their feelings and they then created essentially a whole other relationship outside right. of. Um, but I do think because men are usually or in the times that I've known about or heard about more physical, it's less of I built a relationship with this person and I felt safe enough to allow them into my space and into my body and all the other stuff mm-hmm. um, or of like I just had a feeling. I, you know, I like the way she looked at me or the way she, you know, said whatever and Mm or more more of a sexual thing than an emotional thing. But again, it also has to do, I feel a lot with the fact that like, you go to other people's houses, right?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Hey girl, how's it going? You go to other people's houses. You don't let everybody else in your house. Right. So... I think that's also kind of like the the difference or the double standard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as a woman, you are being entered, right. right? Allowing a plethora of people to now everybody believes in their their sex life differently. Um, Some people are very free, and it's, mm-hmm. it's that for them. Um, And some people are a little, a lot more conservative, and they are they very very much stick by you. Don't
0: you very right. so. Okay, I, I agree with those answers. Now, my follow-up question to that is, do you think it's, you kind of touched on it, but do you think it's worse to build that emotional connection or the physical connection? Or are they equally bad?
1: That emotional connection is worse. Yeah. Because it is not just emotion after, after you know, oh, I think they're cute. That's, that's you know, surface level. But when you build an emotional bond with somebody, you build a spiritual bond with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can cheat on somebody emotionally without ever taking your clothes off, without ever having sex with them, without ever kissing them. You're essentially giving your heart to somebody, you're connecting in that way. Um, And you can connect that way spiritually as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's harder to just get up and walk away when it's just physical. When right. it is when you have poured your heart and spirit into something and you're getting to know somebody in that way, mm-hmm. it's hard to just walk away from them. Like, you you know them. You are a kindred spirit. Like, you.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So I definitely think that emotion, emotional cheating or building that emotional connection is, if there, if there was a worse in cheating, then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Now, do you think there's a grieving stage after a breakup? You know, we talked about women. We do our grieving stage, but do you feel like men actually identify with having a grieving period after a breakup? And if not, should they?
1: I think they do. I don't think it's something that they talk about. Mm. Um, You you have it, whether you want to or not, mm-hmm. Been used to one thing and now you have another. So if you got Ashley and Brianna, and you've been with Ashley for the past five years, just because you got with Brianna, don't mean you'll you won't miss Ashley's cooking or how she used to pick up your clothes when you know you left them somewhere or whatever. Those conversations to mm-hmm. have, or mm-hmm. even if you go somewhere like if you're in the same city, especially if it's not a, a big city, you're gonna remember when you drive past y'all old spot or. Mm-hmm restaurant or where y'all used to kick it or where y'all first met or whatever it is like it's going to hit you that wow yeah i may have this new person but i did have something good and now that if you had something good that you enjoyed and you was you were there for a while now you are just kind of like bouncing around from relationship to to relationship it's you know less of a connection in that space but Mm -hmm. that men do i don't think that they are going to admit it Openly to women, unless that's like your homegirl,
0: right?
1: Like they have those moments where they talk, they're talking to their boys. They, you know, have that space where they're like, "Man, I really miss her," or
0: you know, yeah.
1: not not a whole bunch, but they may throw it in somewhere here. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Like you said, I think they're more like cool with it. Like, yeah, no, you hurt and just say it. Uh huh. We just say it. Like the you hurt. Yeah, like just, I'm hurt. It's okay. Come on. It's, it's fine. They, they'll they never do it. Uh-uh. So, the, que- the question of the week that I posted on my social media, and I've had mixed reviews. So, I'm curious to see what you say. Do you think you can actually forgive and forget? I think it is.
1: It is very. Iris- <laughs> It's very irresponsible to forgive and forget. Okay. I believe in forgiving
0: mm-hmm.
1: forward. Mm-hmm. But if you robbed me, why would I forget that you were capable of? Robbing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, build trust again, but no, I know what you're capable of. I know you've done it. So it's not a mystery. Like, oh, I wonder if they'll do no, you've done this, so I do need to keep that in in my mind mm-hmm. uh, as a possibility. Now it is unfair to say you forgive somebody and continue to hold them to the things that they did as a like like again or some like with getting cheated on. Mm-hmm. I choose to take you back, and I um I did this with an ex. He cheated on me, cheated on me multiple times. Should have left a long time ago, but you know, young and dumb. Anyways, hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that whole phase of like you're back, but I gotta. I'm, I'm always worried, concerned about what you're doing, who you're with. Are you texting somebody? Are you sleeping with them? Are you, you know, There's doing you on that or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, in relationships, like uh, romantic relationships, you have to make up that decision in your mind of like, am I going to trust this person? Am I going to allow this person to regain my trust? Um, and believe that they are capable of doing it and that this is just a mistake? Or do I know them to essentially be a liar and just because they're apologizing doesn't mean that this apology is not manipulation and they'll do it again? There's two yes. different things. You have to know the heart of the person and also be open and willing to move on. But to forget means that I'm no longer paying attention to the signs and... You know, remembering that this is something that you're capable of, capable of. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting you know my boundaries and the things that are okay with me because I forgot that you're capable of this thing. No, hey, you know we have this thing. You cheated, blah blah. blah. These are what this is what makes me comfortable. This is what tricks me. And you work together to move, mm-hmm. it. but I I don't I don't believe you forget. I believe you give people grace and you move forward, but you don't you don't forget that that's something they're capable of.
0: No, I agree with that. I agree with that. So like you said, to forget is doing a disservice to yourself. I don't agree with people like you said, who say, oh, yeah, I forgive you. But every little thing is a trigger. Like you haven't forgiven me. It's mm. Everything that I do triggers you. Like let's get through that process and now really look at what the bigger issue is. So I definitely agree with you on that. Perfect. How long do you feel it takes for someone to get overheard? Say, for instance, you were in a relationship with someone five years, three years, three months. Does that look different when you're getting overheard?
1: No. Um, you may put more weight on what they did because you desire for them to have been loyal because of how long you've been together. Mm-hmm you start to heal when you start to make the effort and the decision that you're not going to continue to let this affect you and hurt you. And when you are in a relationship, you're working with that person, but when it is just you, you've got to put it in your mind and in your heart. Like I'm hurt by this. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be hurt by this. So I need to figure out something, whether it's talking to a friend, a family member, um, talking it, over with that person. If you, if you, if it's a safe space to talk about that with talking mm-hmm. the therapist, just finding a way to talk through it, work through it and grow from it. Mm-hmm. Um, the moment you make it up in your mind that you're not going to just sit on that hurt, but you're going to work on your, on healing and growing from it. Um, is I feel like the, the time that you begin to heal. Now, again, I, I, I guess I do agree that the longer the harder like if i've given you the past 10 years of my life and now we're no mm-hmm. longer together because you you know betrayed my trust like it's a little bit bigger than just whatever was done it's mm-hmm. i've lost time mm-hmm. i've lost experiences i've lost whatever you also are mourning whatever you feel like you may have lost from this person
0: betraying your trust you said a key word, you said mourning, and I think that's exactly right. Like we talked about the grieving process. It really is a process. Like you have to allow yourself to feel all of that emotions. I've met several people, they're like, oh yeah, we're not together. And then you see six months later, they're with somebody else. And I'm like, have you even, I mean, to each his own, I guess, but have you even allowed yourself to really like heal from everything? But yeah. I don't know. Maybe their way of healing is different than mine.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just like, okay. All right. So the next question I have for you is and I'm going to choose my words carefully. (laughs) (laughs) Can men handle the type of hurt they put women through?
1: No. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Um, We live in a society of like boys will be boys. You know, Mm -hmm. there are standards that women are held to that men are not. Mm -hmm. Um, When you start entering those double standard spaces, I don't think so. I think that we are taught to be mindful of men's feelings and we're taught Mm -hmm. to, you know, cover up because, you know, there are men around or wear certain things cause there are men around to consider men at all times. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel like men are taught to consider women at all times. And so, um, and this is, that's not relationship wise. That's just like, as a, as a, this world is built for men. Like this, this yes. country on men, what men need, what men want. Um, and we can g- <laughs> really go into, into <laughs> <episode> about that. <laughs> um, it's, it's been very structured around men, and it's been a safer space, not necessarily a safe space for all men, but a safer space for men than it has been for women. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a lot of like, don't dress like that. Don't, don't wear that. Don't act like that. A lady is to be seen and not heard, you mm-hmm. know, kind of- all of those things that I feel like women are breaking breaking the um the boundaries on. Um, so, no, I don't think that men are prepared to be able to take what they've given. Mm-hmm. Uh, women are raised to be mindful, of, um, yeah. and they are not raised that way um, more times than not. So, I don't think so. Okay.
0: Just curious to see your perspective. I agree, I don't think so either, but you know, I don't wanna be fair and just make sure it's not just me. All right, next question is, do you think you can constantly heal or should you constantly heal after being hurt? Like, is it an ongoing process? It's
1: definitely. <laughs> <laughs> ongoing process, I, I was with my therapist yesterday, bawling my eyes out because I realized wow, I'm not over this. Like I thought I was good and it's not like it's not something I've been working through. Mm-hmm. It is, I think that I haven't been able to wrap my mind around mm-hmm. so it'll be harder for me to just let it go fully.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like, oh, I've let it go until something happens. Um, so the situation with my fiance and he did something that r- triggered a memory from mm-hmm. my childhood and I was talking to my therapist about it and I was just like, you know, um, this is what's going on. He's doing this and it's bothering me and I, you know, I just don't like it. And she was like talking to me and she was like, it's deeper than that. Um, and so, like, we kind of like talked through it and um, again, I ended up boohoo crying because I was just like, uh oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, That's still... That still hurts. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it is an ongoing process. I think there are things that you, in things and areas that you don't even realize certain situations impact mm-hmm. that have to kind of bring you back into that healing process again. Um, I don't think it makes you less than because you're still hit from something years later. Mm-hmm. Um, it soldiers have PTSD, like people yeah. have PTSD.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
1: Happen. Mm-hmm. It stressed, it it was traumatic, whatever. Even though you're trying to heal from it, doesn't mean that you'll never uh bump into it again. Right.
0: I do think it's yeah. ongoing. Yeah, that's true. Let's take a look and see here. Can you be friends after a breakup? <laughs>
1: Can I or can other people? No.
0: I mean, hey, can you? Can I? Can they? Can we? Can we be friends after a breakup? Um, I
1: can't speak for anybody else. Um, uh, I do have an ex who I'm still friends with. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, very open with my my fiance about anytime we talk or mm-hmm. speak with her, which we don't really see each other ever. Um, but we you know do communicate from time to time. Um, we've worked together. Mm-hmm. Um, while I'm was with my partner, so not mm-hmm. uh, I um do that. Uh, it's not a crazy thing in my in my mm-hmm. opinion, but you definitely have to be mindful because you can't be friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another ex. I don't wish him any harm or any, mm-hmm. ex, but I'm no desire to. To chat and talk and any of that. Like it's just that's just what it is. Um right. but when I it was a process of moving on but it was also those like I know that this is not what I want for my future. This is not my forever partner. Mm-hmm. So any feelings that I once had I let go of because I was just, like this is person for me. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it depends on the situation. If you're not open with your partner about, it, you're still, you still have those feelings and you're lying to yourself about them or you're mm-hmm. not, you know, then then no. Um, but I think it's a case-by-case basis and it depends on the person. Now, people who are, if you were in a toxic relationship, you don't need to be friends with that ex. <laughs> like, come on now, you know better than that. <coughs> This particular ex, we happened to be best friends before we started dating, so it was kind of like, at the the root of it, we we were friends, right? We and so, um, it was it was fine in that instance. Again, being very open with my partner, um, uh, being very open with myself and honest with myself. Um, but it definitely took time. Like after we broke up, we weren't like besties the next day. Um, right. It's just one of those things that takes time and open openness and honesty um but i don't think you can be friends with every ex i think it's situational
0: yeah no definitely like you said you don't want to go in you having a pure intention and they are just using it as a way to sneak back in no yeah we're not doing that at all (laughs) (laughs) no no so you mentioned you know you've been cheated on before before you got with your fiance which is your forever person so how has that hurt shaped your dynamic with him um like how has it opened your eyes like you know with that person you're like oh i know my next relationship i'm not putting up with this 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 or he didn't show me this but i'm gonna show him in this setting
1: um i think it did a lot of like showing me what i didn't want Mm mm-hmm i think so a little backstory: um i i wanted my my fiance before and he uh, he just was like oh you know, i'm not really driving in a relationship uh and but i just knew this was an man. i was just like oh my gosh if i ever i didn't have a list but if i had a list he would check the boxes um okay. And so I kind of got to vet him and see who he was and how mm-hmm. he prior to us even dating. That's why I was repeating the question. I was like, "Oh man, my my story isn't like oh we met and we just were like together." It's kind of mm-hmm. more like oh we met, we were friends, we were cool. But I was just like, "Hey, you want to be my my, my man? You know, no, okay, push up game." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it. <laughs> we dated for a quick second and then he was like, I really don't want to be in a relationship. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just go and do me. And then he came to his senses. He was just like, Oh, she not paying me no attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) But no, I think I, to answer your question, I wasn't going to be with anybody who couldn't be honest with me. Mm -hmm. Who was going to hide things from me who would belittle my feelings. Um, I had an ex, and I would tell him stuff, and he'd be like, oh, that's nothing, or, oh, that's little, or, no, that didn't happen. Um, And I had a lot of, like, again, being belittled, being lied to. So I was like, I'm not, I don't want that. Um, um, Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Uh, Another guy I dated, um some stuff was like as simple as like acknowledging my effort, whether it's what I put on or me going and doing something like just did a great job or maybe look good or whatever the case may have been. Um, and I, I was able to point out something in a relationship that I didn't want. So when I was dating, I, when I saw those things, I was like, you're not for me. You're not for me. You're not for me. Um, and my partner along the way, we've been able to have conversations. We've been able mm-hmm. to talk, even when we were just friends. We talked about what we wanted our marriages to look like, what we wanted, how we wanted to raise our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, just talking, just friends talking, um, and I was better able to kind of get a better idea of what he needed in a partner and what I needed in a partner. Um, so yeah, just I don't know. I think.
0: I don't know. No, I mean, you kind of gave us a lot and you touched on like the next three or four questions. So I'm like, you were on a roll. So with all of that summed up, what were some of those life lessons that you learned in that hurt phase? And how has that shaped the Imani that we see today?
1: Um, I learned that I allow... My love for people to essentially cause me to accept less than I deserve mm-hmm. because I want people to have the best. I want people to have the love that they may not have gotten or the support that they desire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do it, and I realize I do it in friendships, and I'm I'm learning and growing from it to stop doing those things, um, and putting myself in spaces with people that consider me, that love me, that care, care for me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I spent a lot of time doing what other people, what made other people, what made other people, uh, feel appreciated or loved or whatever. Um, I accepted the bare minimum. mm mm-hmm. We're not accepting the bare minimum no more. Like that's mm-hmm. not it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: On all levels, not all just relationships.
1: <laughs> um, I was looking at a post on on um Facebook and one of the Facebook groups, and somebody was looking for a job, and they're like, oh, fast food places are are higher and everywhere. And um r- realizing like even in growing up, you hear that like um it's better than nothing. And that being an okay standard for somebody in need. No, if you're in need of love, you don't deserve the bare minimum. If you're in need of a house, you don't deserve the bare minimum. Like, mm-hmm. who wants to be in a place that's not safe to to mm-hmm. be in a place that's not safe that doesn't adequately provide for you because it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of times I operated in because I wanted love so bad because mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't have it or I didn't receive it in the ways that I wanted to receive it fully i would accept the bare minimum because it was better than nothing Mm -hmm. and it ended up causing me more hurt and more pain and more things that i had to heal from and grow through and learn from and not even realize that how it impacted me because it was better than nothing it was better than being alone Mm -hmm. like hey yeah he's unfaithful but at least i have a man no sis no you deserve better than that Like yeah he you know, can't find the words to, to uh just give me a compliment, but it's better than no like i I, I would do things for people and I, again, it's something that I'm still learning to grow doing stuff for people, um showing up in in ways that I know people wouldn't show up for me um, and accepting the bare minimum mm-hmm. I to help. I want to feel needed I want to be desired and, and and all these other things um but again um if there was ever a standard to be raised my fiance has definitely raised the bar um I learned to is okay to to not be okay I learned mm-hmm. that there is somebody who is going to take all of your quirks and all mm-hmm. the- um, mishaps and all of that stuff and love you regardless and so I if this God forbid this don't work out I ain't never going back because <laughs> <laughs> it's better than nothing
0: oh my gosh so ladies and gentlemen you heard it life lesson of the evening don't accept the bare minimum that's the lesson for this episode. We are no longer accepting the bare minimum. We are no longer overextending. We are going to reciprocate energies or nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, Imani?
1: Yeah. And it's as simple as like realizing like and I don't know what everybody else believes, but I I believe in God and the way that God speaks about us in the Bible. I know the the plans and the thoughts that I think towards you. You know, I I wish above all things that you'll prosper. Like knowing that the God I serve desires all these things for me means that those are the things that I'm supposed to have and accepting less than that is accepting less than what God has for me. And that's not okay. Like that's what you get hurt. And that's how you end up in those situations because it's not what God would have for you. Right. The people I have to put in your life will be there. The friends, the, the family members, the partners or whatever. So we accept in God's standard and that's
0: that's it. Perfectly said. Next question I have for you is while you were going through those phases in life where you're like, I'm hurting, I'm grieving. I know I need a support system. Did you have one? And if so, who did those people consist of?
1: Um, I think it depended on the time. I would like to say it was my mom, but mm-hmm. for a lot of situations where my mom was so upset that I was hurt by something that it was just kind of like she was frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um And sometimes you want somebody to be a little softer with you, mm-hmm. so then you get, you start to trauma bond with people, like, oh, i have been cheeto, grab a cheeto too, because, you know, <laughs> The, 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 I'm not gonna say the same, but you know, people would just be like, you know, men ain't anything or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you mm-hmm. started to trauma bomb with people, and I felt like I kind of leaned on those people. I um, was always able to call my best friends from like high school. Um, one of the lucky people that still has girlfriends from years ago that I can still call it to this day that will have my back. Um, if even in making new friends, um. Mm-hmm you know close or still friends or whatever um just finding spaces where i felt like i could be myself or i could grow or learn or meet new people and new experiences um i kind of leaned more on that yeah and then i feel like i feel like my church family was also people that i could lean on so Mm -hmm. um just the people around me, just, it it just depended on the time in life. Um, But I know I did a lot of like, I'm hurt. You're hurt. Okay. We hurt together. Let's go be friends.
0: (laughs) Yeah, The trauma bond is real. I actually started to realize what that was like last year, year before last. I'm like, I'm connected with all these people, but why? And then when I started to dig deeper, I'm like, You attract what you are. I'm hurting. They're hurting. We're hurting together. But is that still healthy for me? So, yeah, you learn to let that go, too, in your process. So we have two more questions for you, and I'm going to let you go. The last question I have for you is, what is the best advice that you can give someone, you know, that's going through this phase of hurt or pain right now? What would you tell them?
1: Young or Imani? What would I tell younger Imani? Um, uh, I guess a couple of things. One would be go to therapy or find a uh, non-biased third party that know anything, anybody to you know um, to talk to where you can have a safe space. Find a safe space, not necessarily your peers, but a safe space to talk through it. Find mm-hmm. somebody to identify the things that you're, that are behind the things that you're saying, the things that you're not saying. Um, and then um, I posted a lot in my business, but it is this saying that honestly, I honestly don't know where it came from. I want to feel like, I feel like God just put it in my heart. Uh, but if it came from somebody somewhere else, somebody just, you know, let me know. Um, but it is, girl, don't you know you are loved by God? And I feel like if I had that in my heart and in my mind, not just hearing preaching and kind of letting it wash over me, but never be in my heart and in my spirit, but realizing how much I am loved, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have accepted anything less than that. But because I didn't feel good enough, worthy Mm -hmm. enough, smart enough, pretty enough, whatever the case may have been, I took the bare minimum because I felt like that's what I deserved. And so I would I would remind myself, younger Imani, that you are loved by God, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are perfect in the eyes of God, even when you fail. Like God is not mad at you. Our our pastor says all the time, God is not mad with you, He's madly in love with you. Um and I I think that's what's helped me in my now going to mm-hmm. think remembering who and whose I am um, and finding good people, not mm-hmm. people that make you feel good, but good people that are going to tell you about yourself that, but that are also going to give you a space to be yourself without judging you that are not going to be sometimey. that are going to match your effort because they are out there um, and you don't have to accept the bare minimum. It's okay to be lonely for a season because mm-hmm. you're people- being,
0: Awesome. I love all of those. And last question is, how can people connect with you? Tell us a little bit more about your business, emails, social medias. How can they connect with you if they wanted to reach out?
1: Awesome. So you can check out my business at www.blackgirlblessed.com. Again, that's www.blackgirlblessed.com. You can find me on Instagram and partially on TikTok. I'm working on it. Um, it is at black.girl.blessed. Again, that's on TikTok and Instagram at black.girl.blessed. Um My email is info at blackgirlblessed.com. Um, again, I make handmade earrings. Um, I didn't I put these together, but I didn't necessarily make the, the charm. Um, mm-hmm. When I got on here, I was like, oh man, I would put on the smallest earrings I have. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I meant to I have some other ones that are over there, but um I make earrings, I make paint boxes, I do paint parties. Um I just well, on my social media, I try to talk about just how I feel. I stopped trying to excuse me, I'm so sorry. Um <laughs> I stopped trying to fit in with the narrative and just kind of posting whatever my heart desires. Um, so, yeah, hit me up. Comment under under a post. I'm um, very friendly. Um, I don't let everybody into my space, but I'll chit chat with you. Uh, yeah.
0: So, yeah, I saw the painting party boxes, and I'm like, I gotta get me one, and I want some earrings. So, <laughs> I need to get my life together so I can order some stuff from you. But thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you. I really enjoyed you. You know, your transparency. I'm sure the viewers will appreciate it, the listeners. And like you said, you know, for that season of loneliness, embrace it because you're not bitter. You're just hurt. Right? Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And we will chat again. You Have a good night. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. So the question of the week was, do you think you can forgive and forget? Here's some of our listeners' perspective on the subject matter.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Blackstock. I equate relationships to boxing or mixed martial arts. Those men and women fight once or twice a year. In between fights, they heal mentally, physically, physically. Emotionally and spiritually they train for at least eight weeks or longer They do all of these things to ensure that they have better results the next time around Now this does not guarantee them success But it gives them a better shot at being successful This is something that I don't think most people understand about relationships. Disclaimer, I'm far from an expert.
0: Wow, another great episode. We appreciate Amani for coming on the show and sharing her transparency as it relates to the different stages of hurt. We learned so much tonight, how we hurt, why we hurt, and how to heal from it. We also were taught a very valuable lesson, and that is not accepting the bare minimum. I hope that you caught some gems as this was a fantastic episode. Next Sunday is National Flamingo Day, so we are going on vacation. We're talking vacation, where to go, how to go, when to go. Everything that you need to know about vacation will be on this episode. I can't wait to share. I hope that you're enjoying the episodes. Until next time, with love, Shay. Mwah.
2: To your favorite, favorite show, love no shade, but she gotta go. gotta go. Catch her every Sunday at the same time. So time. Catch her every Sunday at the same time. She so was too go. Go. your favorite, favorite show. show. I'm really sorry, but she gone.